Welcome to Hope City Church, Melbourne, Australia. Stay tuned for another inspiring message. Our minds are powerful and the choices that we make every day in our minds with our thinking affects us either negatively or positively. Now we've all heard these quotes but I'll just say them because I just want to zone you in to our thinking. The happiness of your life depends on the quality of your thoughts. Now this is all um, quotes that you've heard before probably. Where the mind goes, the man follows. If you want to change your life, change your mind. You cannot change what you refuse to bring into your conscious thought and confront. You will never become who you want to be if you keep thinking that everyone else in your past and present are to blame for who you are now. You can't change the next chapter of your life if you keep rereading and thinking about the last one. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Healthy thoughts mean a healthy life. Get rid of stinking thinking. We've heard of that before. The mind is everything. What you think, you become. And from Proverbs, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So this is not just a new age concept of positive thinking. That, okay, if I start thinking right, then uh, by law of attraction, I'm going to draw good things to me. This is based, that's a new age concept, but this is based in biblical and uh, spiritual fact. When we know the truth, the truth will set us free. So our thinking brings life or death to us. So when we know who we are in Christ, when we know how much God loves us, when we know that we have his spirit in us, when we know that we're seated in heavenly places with him, then we experience freedom and happiness and abundant life here on earth. No matter what circumstances around us look like, we can experience the, the peace that passes all understanding in Christ Jesus our Lord. We can experience that no matter what's going on. On around us if we know how to change the way we think and renew our minds. John 10.10, 10, a, thief, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to kill, steal and destroy. But my desire, says Jesus, is to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness until you overflow. So the enemy is doing everything he can to steal the truth from us because when we know the truth, the truth shall set us free. So he's trying to steal all our... Sorry, he's... When the enemy steals from us, he's stealing everything that we know about the truth in God and it affects our thinking. So we can think, we can have memories in our past, toxic thinking in our past of things that have happened to us, of people that have done things to us, of the way we were brought up, the impressions that we've had from people, all in our minds. Or we can have thoughts coming to us now, negative thoughts coming to us now. What are we going to do with those? And then we can have the thoughts of the enemy bombarding us as well, saying, well, you can't do that, or you're not good enough to do that, or you can't do this. So they're coming from all different places. Now listen to what Proverbs says. My son... Give attention to my words. Incline my ears, your ears to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart or mind. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart or mind with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life. So reading the Bible isn't just a religious thing that we should do every day because we're good Christians. 
When I grew up, I think a lot of my thinking as a young person was that, well, I have to read the Bible every day because that's what, what I need to do. And, and if I didn't, then I would feel guilty. And so I'd read it, but I wasn't really taking in everything that I was reading, but I was reading the Bible, so I was doing the right thing. But this, what this says is when you read the Word of God and keep them in the midst of your heart or mind, they are life to you and health to your flesh. Now, I'm just going to give you a few more scriptures. I know I'm overloading you with scriptures, but I just want you to really zone in on what God is saying about our minds. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Set your mind on things above, not things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You have begun to live the new life in which you, your mind, is being renewed in the true knowledge of God and you are becoming like the one who created you. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And the one that I know that you knew I'd be, all, I'd be coming to is, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Before I talk about renewing the mind, I, I want to give you a visual of what it might look like if you're someone who trusts in God and you're renewing your mind every day and staying focused on God, or if you're someone who's not trusting God, who's having things stolen from you, and you're trusting in the flesh and worldly thinking. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in the flesh and makes flesh his strength. It's this person over here. Whose heart departs from the Lord, so he's not trusting in the things of the Spirit. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes. So he's focused on the negative. But shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness. So this looks like a wilderness. In a salt land which is not inhabited, so there's no life there. And then blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. And whose hope is in the Lord. For he should be like a tree planted by the waters. See that tree, its roots are going into the waters. Which spread out its roots by the river. And will not fear when heat comes. But its leaves will be green. It's all greenery around it. And will not be anxious in the year of drought. Because he knows that God is trustworthy and will provide. And nor will cease from yielding fruit. This is a person that I want to be. I want that to be a representation of my life. I want to have strong branches with lots of greenery so I can give shade to other people so that my knowledge of the love of God and how much he loves us, that people can come into my shade and can experience the love of God from me into them, that, that they can draw from me the love of God, that I grow fruit, fruit of the Spirit, all the love and the joy and the peace and the uh, the kindness and patience, that they can eat from my fruit, that they can be strengthened from what God has placed in me, that I can give it back to them, that they can be strengthened, they can rest under my branches and that I have a like a shadow all around me and that when people come into my shadow, 
they experience God. That's the tree that I want to be. Now, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to show you something a bit later on. So just keep that thought with you. So let's go back to the verse. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So to, to conform is to act in accordance with, to join in the prevailing standards of, to be caught up in the worldly systems and philosophies, to conform to what's going on around you. So that's, and the, and the scripture is saying, do not be conformed, but be transformed to change in appearance, to change in form, to change in structure, to change in your condition, in your nature or, or your character. So to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What it, what's renewing? Renewing is to restore or replenish to make, say or do again, to revive, to recover, to begin again, to be restored to the former state. You know, we were originally wired for love. We were made in the image of God and God is love. So we are originally wired to have love in us, to show love, to be love. We are designed to, designed to build healthy thoughts into our minds. Again, to Timothy, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. God, through his scripture, through Paul and the apostles, would not tell us to renew our minds if it was really hard, if it was impossible to do, if it was difficult. He would not be telling us to renew our minds. It's something that we can do every day. Some of us have heard this verse so many times that we feel like it's a chore. Oh, I've got, to renew, I've got to renew my mind. I've got to renew my mind. I'm reading the Bible. It's not really working. I'm not really um, changing. It's just all too hard. This is the way I am. This is the way I've always been. I can't really change. I know I'm supposed to renew my mind. If I read the Bible every day, shouldn't that just be renewing my mind? It's just so hard. And some of, for some of us, that's the attitude that we've got. And I know I had that attitude years ago too. But with the, the power of the Holy Spirit in us, we can conf, um, change our thinking to God's truth. But it's a choice that we have to make. We have to make the choice. We can't say, yes, I want to renew my mind and read the Bible and then put it down and go away and forget what we've read. It's a choice that we have to make. Andrew Womack says, it doesn't matter what encounters you have with God or don't have, the way you think will be the, the way ultimately the way your life goes. I'm sure you're like me. You've all experienced an encounter with God um, where you've really felt touched, you've felt God's presence and you, you're just so overwhelmed by, yes, God really loves me. You're in the middle of a worship song. I'm not thinking of myself here. I'm thinking about myself years ago. In the middle of a worship song and, I, and I'd leave the church. I go, yes, God, this is who you are for me and I want to change. I want to be the person that you've called me to be. I want to walk in victory and in power and in strength. I want to do that. And so I'd walk to the car and I'd say, yep, today is the day I'm going to change. And then over the next few days, I'd think about my encounter here. That was really lovely. Read scripture a bit. But all the bombardment of the world would come back into me. People would make comments which would bring up toxic thinking. I'd think of, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah, I feel like that, don't I? And it would keep going. So by the time I'd get to Friday or Saturday, I'm walking like this again. Oh, God, I know you want me to change, but it's so hard. And then I'd go to church, hear another great message, hear another great song, be involved in worship. Yes, I'm going to change. And then I'd go through the whole process again during the week. And this went on for a really long time that I was like that because... I wasn't renewing my mind. I didn't know how, actually how to do that. 
But through the the, um, teaching of Dr. Caroline Leaf, I want to encourage you that you can renew your mind and it's actually physically possible in your brain to change your brain, to change your thinking and renew your mind. It's actually science has actually caught up with the Bible and has actually proven that we can change our brain. So, because our brains are neuroplastic, so neuro meaning brain and plastic meaning can change, can grow. We don't have to be stuck in the thinking that we're in. We don't have to stay with the with the patterns and with the the roadways that we've made for ourselves in the brain. As soon as someone says something, I go straight down that roadway. That's a path I follow. That's a path I think. We don't have to do that. We can change. Did you know that our brain, which is a part of our body, is subservient to our mind? So our mind controls our brain. And our mind, which is a part of our soul, is subservient to our spirit. And our spirit is led by the Holy Spirit. So the brain is an organ that we can change through our mind, can change the structure of. This is a neuron. So as you're listening to me now, information is coming into your brain. And passing through about 100 different structures in your brain and through major physiological processes as you are thinking now. Chemicals are released and electrical chemical reactions happen and this is synapses. So what's happening? Because you know we have, I just want to say this to you because you'll be overwhelmed by this, I was. We have about 100 billion nerve cells or neurons in our brain. 100 billion which are called neurons. And when we're thinking, our brain cells are working at about 400 billion actions per second. That's a lot. And people still think that we came from nothing. Uh, I just, it's overwhelming. So, just looking at this, your neurons in your brain have genes which have DNA. So as information comes through, chemical and electrical impulses come through here, the DNA unzips... And the DNA is covered in proteins and the DNA unzips and the gene expresses itself. And how it does that is that it grows proteins. So it grows more proteins which grow into little branches which are called dendrites. So this actually looks like a trunk and a tree with the branches. So as the neurons wire together, if you're thinking about a thought, say it's a positive thought, the neurons are wiring together and growing branches. And that's a physical um, representation of your thought in your mind. So turning around, Dr. Caroline Leaf talks about this, that these thoughts, these structures in our mind, actual neurological structures in our brain, look like trees. See those branches of the neuron you saw before? When you have healthy thoughts, you actually grow healthy trees. So these neurons wire together to grow a healthy tree and they've actually got photographs showing a healthy thought and a toxic thought. And the toxic thought actually looks like a gnarly black tree. That's how it looks. There's a difference in the photo when they take it in the brain. I just thought it was amazing how they related to what God says in Jeremiah 17 about planting your roots in God's word and in the truth, God's truth and planting yourself in a dry area and you're not uh, reading God's word, you're not feeding on God's word and you become, the thought becomes this gnarly black tree. 
the good news is that we can wire out bad choices or bad thinking. We can wire it out. We don't have to live with it. We can wire it out. You can't say anymore, well, that's just the way I am. I can't change the way I am. You can change the way you are. I know a lot of us have had uh, trauma and experience in our lives and we've got stores and stores and stores of, of toxic memories. I've had pain in my life. I've got stores and stores of toxic memories there before I started renewing my mind. And those memories come up. They're, they're not there all the time. They're in your non-conscious. But sometimes they'll come up. Something triggers. Someone says a word. Someone says a name. Someone talks about something. It triggers a memory. It comes up. What do you do with that memory? We've all probably done, maybe you're all not like me, but we've all done the nursing and rehearsing thing. I had a while, about 10 years ago, I felt betrayed by some people. And that betrayal really hurt me deeply. And so what I did was I started nursing and rehearsing that betrayal. So I'd be in my bathroom in the morning, drying my hair, and I'd be thinking about the conversation that I would be having if I could speak to these people right now. This is the conversation that I'd be having. And I should have said this and I should have said that. And also, that can go on for five or ten minutes. And I stop and think, oh, what am I doing? And then... I'll talk to some other people, I'll talk to some friends and I want them to validate my feelings. Yes, that was right that you got hurt. So I bring it up with friends. I bring up the betrayal. I say, I'm still feeling this and I'm feeling that. But what I'm doing is I'm hardwiring that negative, that toxic thinking into my brain. I'm hardwiring. Because when a thought comes up, when you think about something, science says that it has to change. When you bring the thought to your conscience, it has to change. So you either put it back in your conscience, in your non-conscious, which means that it goes back stronger or you do something with the thought. So what I was doing was I was continually making my thoughts stronger, my toxic thoughts stronger by thinking about it. This is just one example of, of this betrayal that I had. But you've got examples. There's lots of other examples I could probably give of building up these toxic thoughts. So how do we get rid of a toxic thought? So when the toxic thought comes to the front of our mind and it comes into our conscious thinking, we've got to make a choice then of what we're going to do with it. So firstly, the overriding principle is to apply the brain change in the right direction by rewiring the toxic thought with the positive thinking of Philippians 4 verse 8, which is, Finally, brothers... Whatever is true, whatever is honourable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So first we have to focus our minds in the right direction. We have to focus our minds on God and who we are in Christ. Then we have to bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So when the thought comes, we take it captive. We don't let it go back into our non-conscience. We take the thought captive. And then we replace it. We rebuke the lie of the thought. We, we replace it with the truth of God. For James 1.21 said, The implanted word of God saves our souls. Or in the Passion Translation, For the word of life has power to continually deliver us. So with the truth of God's word and with repentance and forgiveness and the grace of God and the leading of the Holy Spirit because he has empowered us, we have the empowering of the Spirit within us, 
the toxic memory or thought experience weakens. It actually weakens and begins to fire apart. So the thought begins to fire apart and then what happens, chemicals, this actually happens, chemicals release like serotonin, which is happiness, love, good feeling chemicals, they release and they cover the toxic thought and they actually melt it and it actually pops and goes away. And we repla- while we're doing that, we're replacing the toxic thought with a healthy thought, with the truth of God's word. We need to get into scripture. Some of us, I know when years ago and you did Sunday school and you had to memorise verses and it was annoying and your mum's made you do it and you didn't want to do it. And then as you got older, you thought, I don't need to memorise verses anymore. I read the Bible every day. But we do need to memorise verses. We do need to have the weapons of warfare. We do need to be able to know a verse that can, that can challenge a lie that we're believing. I always used to believe the lie well, f- for a long time that I've missed the boat. And I've talked about this before. I missed the boat. I've missed my destiny. I've been left behind. I've, I've lost my chance. I'm getting older. And everything that God wanted me to do, I haven't done. And I would have mornings where I'd be feeling like... <sighs> And, and, cr- and actually cry because I felt like I've, I'd got, I've lost direction. I don't know where I'm going. And I started taking that negative thought captive. And I started replacing it with the truth of God. So I started getting a revelation. And I had to purposely do it. I had to start getting a revelation of who I was in God. Of who, of who God said I was. Of the power of the Spirit in me. My born again spirit. Who I am in my spirit. 100% righteous. I have the mind of Christ in my spirit and my soul and body needs to catch up with what my spirit already knows and so I had to keep renewing my thinking about who I am in God and then what I did was I grabbed scripture and every time I had that toxic thought I would pray the scripture over me scriptures like forget the past do not remember the former things See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness, a stream through the desert. And I would keep saying that verse over myself, reminding myself. And I wish then that I understood the power of speaking in tongues. Because I really appreciate Pastor Andrew's last messages about that. Because that was a, a gift that we're given that can lay dormant or that we just use every now and then. But now what I do when I get a toxic thought... I replace it with God's truth, but I speak in tongues straight away as well because I'm building up my spirit and I'm building up my spirit man and I'm telling my spirit man to get bigger, to grow stronger and I'm telling my soul to get behind my spirit because my spirit's the one that's leading me through the Holy Spirit. So speaking in tongues is so important. I've realised that every morning when I get up now, I say out loud, this is the day that the Lord has made. Because mornings was my worst time where I'd wake up and I would just feel that heavy oppression. So that was a process. And you know God can do suddenlies as well. But we have to know that we have to do a process first. We have to start the process. God might decide to do a suddenly. But if we don't start the process, nothing's going to change. So we have to start the process. So I started that process of getting rid of that oppressive thinking in the mornings when I'd wake up. And then what happened after quite a while, I was here one night with Adrian and Adam and I got up and gave them a dream that I'd had and they interpreted the dream. But in during that interpretation, Adam said something 
Because my son Dean said, I was standing here like this, yeah, mm, mm. And then all of a sudden I went, mm. <laughs> All of a sudden <laughs> my expression – and I just broke down. And that can be embarrassing. And I think at the time I did feel a little bit embarrassed. Like here I – but my pride, I am more hungry to pursue God than I am about keeping a, a good appearance in front of people. And so I wanted to get rid of this. I'd done the process of starting to get rid of it, but then all of a sudden God did it suddenly. And you know, after that morning, after that night, the next morning, that feeling was totally gone. But I was already unwiring it, unfiring it, breaking down the toxic thought. I was doing the process and then God did it suddenly. God can do it. You can just start a process and God will do it suddenly. But he wants to know that you've got the determination, that you've got the... The, that you're choosing to do it. You know, so oh, God changed me. I know many times in the past I said, jo- God, change the way John thinks. <laughs> and I'm sure he has said that to me, to, said that to God to change the way Jenny thinks. But wh- God can't change the way John thinks. He's got to want to do it himself. I can't change the way I think. I can change the way I react. If I have an argument with John, I can change the way I react. I can choose not to get offended, not to get defensive. And that was my old pattern. <gasps> I can't believe you said that. How dare you say that to me? That, that was my old thinking. Now I can respond so much differently. If something happens and, and I don't like what John says, I can just say something like, so where's that coming from? <laughs> it gives me, but then it gives me time. It gives me time to say, God... Help me to have the right attitude here. Help me not to go down that normal road. Help me to, to stop, stop me in my tracks that I don't repeat the same old thing again. That's with everything. Give ourselves space. Just stop and think about what, the, what God's truth is in this. This is what I encourage you to do when you get home or during the week. Is ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you one major lie that you're believing and that a lot of toxic thoughts are being born out of. Ask him to reveal to you what is something, like I had the whole thing that I've, I've missed the boat, it's too late. What are you believing that's causing you to have negative thinking, toxic thinking, to, to have you, cause you walking around thinking like, things are never going to change, I'm never going to be strong. What's, what's happening in you? Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you a toxic lie that you're believing and then start the process. Bring it to the front. No, I'm going to stop. That's not who I am. I'm going to stop that voice coming into my head all the time. I'm going to take that thought. I'm going to rip it apart. I'm going to smash that thought and I'm going to replace it with God's truth. It's something that you have to choose to do. Dr. Caroline Leaf says it takes 21 days to change a thought. You can't just do it after a few days and go, okay, that's going to be gone now. Even the information I'm giving you now, if you don't think about it and bring it to the fore of of your memory, you're going to lose it all in 48 hours. It'll be just a distant memory in your mind. I think that was a good message. I hope that's what you'll say. I think that was a good message that that Jen spoke. It was something about the brain. But if you don't think about it now, think about renewing your mind, it's, it's going to leave within 48 hours. So... If you want to change a thought, you've got to continually work on it for over 21 days. Journal it. Pull it apart. Why am I thinking that way? Flood it with the word of God. Soak it in God's word. And then after the 21 days, you'll see that it doesn't have the same hold on you anymore that it used to. 
I just want to finish with the last bit of be, trans- be, conform- be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. What does that mean? That you may prove what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God. Prove means to demonstrate evidence. So when you begin to renew your mind by the word of God, then by the transformation that takes place in you, you'll demonstrate the evidence of God's will in your life. But the qualifying parameter is that you have to renew your mind. You might say, like God might say to you, you're going to be a witness in the workplace. You're going to be a a shining light in the workplace. You might get a prophecy for someone or you might have that in your heart. Think, wow, that's that's who I'm going to be. But then you do nothing to work towards it. You come home from work, you're tired, you put the TV on, you watch the news, you watch Current Affair... You watch Love Child, you watch The Block, you watch anything like that. You sit there, have a cup of tea, you go to bed, you get up in the morning, quickly read a bit of the Bible, but then you go to work, you're stressed, you come home from work, I'm feeling stressed. You sit down, you have your dinner, you watch TV, you watch The Block, you watch... Now, none of those are bad in themselves to do that. It's not, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad to watch TV. But I'm saying that when, when that's continually what you're doing with your mind all the time is, is sitting and, and hooking into the worldly systems by watching all that sort of stuff all the time, you're not going to renew your mind. So if you know that you're, you're going to be a witness in the workplace, then you want to be reading the word. You want God to be renewing your mind. You want to be like this tree in the workplace. And to be like that, to grow the fruit, to grow big, big branches, to create shade for other people to come to, you have to work on your relationship with God. You've got to know what the word says about you. You've got to know what the word says for other people. You've got to, you've got to be listening to the Holy Spirit. And you can't do that by just... Doing worldly stuff all the time. So we've got a call in our life, a race appointed to us. And if we're going to prove the will of God in our lives, if we're going to demonstrate the evidence of that, then we've got we've to do something with it. We've got to work towards it. We've got to renew our mind. We've got to renew our thinking. You can get all the prophecies. Like I've had wonderful prophecies 10, 15 years ago that were so encouraging. And I look at them now and I think, oh, I, I really didn't do anything with that prophecy. Say, for for example, if I'm going to be a a Bible teacher, well, then I actually have to study the Bible. I actually have to put time aside every day and sit there and let the Word of God soak into my body. I've got to actually do something with it. Someone might say to you, you're going to be a youth pastor and you're going to speak into, into people's lives. Well, you've got to start building the truth of God into your own life. You've got to start renewing your mind because you want to be like this. You want people to recognise you like this. That's who you want to be. And, you know, I just want to really encourage you before I finish is that God is into acceleration. And I really believe that God is accelerating things now. So if you feel like, oh, I've got so much in in my mind that I need to renew, I really believe that God is going to accelerate that. If you you do the process, if you honour God by obeying him and doing the process, I really believe that he is going to honour that in you and accelerate the process. It's never too late to start. It's never too late to start renewing your mind. It's never too late for God. You, you just give him the, the power to do it. You say, God, I'm willing. I choose to do it. And you start the process. You'll be amazed what God is going to do in your life. And you'll become like this tree. 
and you'll grow in your brain all these healthy trees and you will walk in victory for the rest of your days. Amen.